Hello and welcome to the Lazy Sunday Show. I'm your host, Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, to be honest, this is one of the episodes that I haven't really prepared for. I was thinking about some ideas and what to do, and in fact, I was sitting watching the Boston Bruins hockey game tonight, when I thought, you know what? I have an idea. Now, some people have asked me, you know, have I always had this passion for travel? Again, being to six Canadian provinces, the U.S., and across Europe, you would think that I've always had this passion. But in fact, it was quite opposite. I was living in my own little bubble and not knowing what was out there. So today I want to talk about how I went from no countries, really no provinces, to what I've done so far and hopefully what I'll do in the future. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. When I was younger, I've done a lot of travel around my own province of Nova Scotia. And Nova Scotia is very beautiful. There's pretty well everything that you can think of, from beaches to forests to hiking areas to cities to just little communities on the water. Nova Scotia has everything that someone could ask for. And that's why I was so fortunate when I was younger to travel around my province a lot. My first big road trip was going back to Cape Breton, where my dad is from. It's just a, such a beautiful scenic route, just driving along Cape Breton Island uh, to see the ocean on your left, and on the right, you're driving on the side of a mountain. It's just so scenic and so amazing that pictures really don't justify it. But that was really it. I would go maybe a couple times a year to go visit family in Cape Breton, uh, to go to the capital of Nova Scotia, Halifax. Those were really not-so-happy memories because of my mom's health. We had a lot of doctor's appointments there. It is just always a negative vibe. But as I've grown up and been there a few more times, it's starting to turn around a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Still kind of have a little bit of a dislike for for Halifax. Other than that, I've been to Briar Island once as a child to go watch, uh, to go for whale watching, I should say, which was such a cool experience. But that was it, honestly. Even when it came to outside of Nova Scotia, before I had a driver's license, I might have went to New Brunswick once and maybe Prince Edward Island once or twice. But that was it. Like There was no huge passion for traveling. And in fact, there were two things, two key moments in my life that really sparked my passion for traveling. One of them was within Canada, and the other was international. So we'll start off with Canada, because it was the more recent one, or the first real big moment I did take a trip in grade nine to go visit my aunt who lives in the capital of Canada, Ottawa. 
So me and my dad, we saved up our money. I still have the little old-fashioned booklet where you would go to the bank and they would stamp your statement of how much money you had in your account. The old days. And just saving up all my money from doing chores and whatever. Finally saving up enough to go. It, Although it was such a long train ride from... Uh, town called Truro, which is near where I live, maybe about an hour away, all the way to Ottawa where my aunt picked us up. It was just such an eye-opening experience. Like, this is the first time I've ever really been outside of Atlantic Canada to go to the capital city of Canada, driving around with my aunt, zooming through the traffic in downtown just so many houses everywhere in fact where my aunt lives uh, nhl hockey player zidane ochara lived four or five houses down and she would say that she would drive by him while he was mowing the lawn and they'd wave like it was it's such a cool experience hearing about all this and with that i also went to go see my first NHL hockey game there. We went to the Diefenbunker, which is a bunker where all the important political people will go in case of some sort of nuclear disaster, which was really amazing, by the way. Uh, also went to a few museums. It was also eye-opening, but I still really didn't have that travel bug. It was cool. It was a nice experience. I was very overwhelmed. And maybe that's the reason why I didn't have the travel bug because of this. Because it was such an overwhelming experience. I come from a village of maybe 50 to 60 people. Where really your closest neighbor is half a kilometer to a kilometer away. Like It's very spread out. And to go from that to Ottawa... It was mind-blowing, but that's really where it left off. Jumping timelines to international travel, that all started when I was in high school, and I was in grade 11 global geography. I had a teacher, I think his name was Mr. O'Brien, and he was talking about the standard of living between uh, America, Canada, and Sweden, calling it good, better, and best. I knew Sweden for hockey. I knew there were great hockey players that came from Sweden. I knew that a lot of the women from Sweden are very beautiful, but that was it. Like I didn't even know about IKEA and they invented Skype and Swedish meatballs. Like I didn't know anything culture-wise. I just knew that they played hockey. And apparently from my teacher, they had a really high standard of living. So that kind of started to turn the gears a little bit. Okay, that's cool. Maybe someday I'll go visit. But again, there wasn't such a huge motivation to go travel there. Now, during the last few years of high school, I started talking with people online. And although my parents were really skeptical of it, saying, you know, you have to watch out who you talk to. They're scam artists. They will whatever. The internet was still 
becoming a thing when I was in high school. So I understand people's fear of meeting people online. But at the same time, it was such an amazing experience because this is how I really started to find this like, feeling of, like, okay, I can connect with people around the world. And even now today, this is how I travel. I connect with people online. We meet up in person. Hell, I even stay with them. They let me stay at their homes. So if it wasn't for this, it wouldn't have happened. Or it'd be very unlikely. And so I was very lucky that I met two really amazing people off this website called Django. And I don't even know if it's still up or not, but Django was this website where you type in like your favorite music artists and things, and they will kind of send you related artists that maybe aren't so popular. But there's also a chatting option where you can talk to people from different countries and kind of compare your taste of music and that's when i met my longest term online friend cecilia who was from sweden and also i met kira who was from denmark and i've talked a little bit about how we met and our first experiences before in previous podcasts so i won't go too far in the detail but talking to them and being able to like video call with Cecilia, get to know the person and really think, you know what? It would be really cool to meet a person someday. Now jumping timeline back to Canada. When I was in college, I found out that I had a half brother. I knew I had a half sister who lived in Ontario somewhere and they had three kids, but I never really knew them well. I never really talked to them. But when me and my mom were walking the dogs one day, she just broke it to me. She's like, by the way, you have a half-brother. Which kind of at first floored me a bit. I'm like, wait, what? Half-brother? What? (laughs) What else aren't you telling me sort of thing? But with what happened... My dad, when he was early teenager, he moved to Niagara Falls. He met a girl. They had a child, but they were both young. They were both trying to get by, and they couldn't raise the child, so they put him up for adoption. Now, once his biological mother passed away, he wanted to know who his real father was, his biological father. So with the help of his adopted family, he did some research and he got a hold of my dad. Thankfully, my dad's last name is very unique and it's very few people who actually have it. But him and my dad would send each other photos of the family and talk on the phone. I had no clue this was going on until he pretty well told me they're going to come visit us. So it was the summer of 2011 when they all came down and visited us in Nova Scotia. Now, this is him and his ex-wife and six kids. Coming here, we played sports for like a week straight, and it was amazing. So I thought, you know what? I want to go to Ontario. 
So I planned everything out. March break, 2012. I went up to Ontario. I spent two weeks with my brother and the family exploring Niagara Falls and the Niagara region in general. I did make a quick trip to Toronto before, and that was very stressful for that itself. That was the first time I traveled alone. I took a taxi cab everywhere because I was afraid I was going to get like mugged or something like that. But each time going there, it really kind of made me feel more at ease. But to be able to say, hey, I can travel within my own country to go see my brother and to go see his kids. And eventually, a few years later, me and my dad drove up to Ontario, which usually takes two days if you really want to do it safe. Uh, But to be able to have the family reunion of having my half-brother, my half-sister, and the kids all at my brother's house, like it was so amazing. And that really wanted me to travel more. So switching timeline again for international travel, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go travel to Europe. Now I've done a few trips at this point to Ontario to go watch the Toronto Blue Jays play, which are, professional baseball team and it was great i would spend my vacations there i'd take two weeks i'd watch nine ten baseball games at a time but i wanted to go bigger so i applied for my passport i talked to my friends from sweden and denmark they said yep you can stay with us and that's what really started this craving of traveling internationally. So although my parents were scared to death, I had to call them like two or three times a day and update them online. It was just such a unreal experience. Once I gave them a hug and a kiss before I left, walking towards the security to get checked in, and I thought, oh my God, I'm leaving the country. I'm going somewhere where English, at this point, I didn't know that uh, people from Europe, they spoke English well for the most part, but I didn't know that. I thought, oh God, there's going to be a language barrier. What's going to happen if I can't find someone who speaks English? I was getting genuinely nervous, but at the same time, I was more nervous about actually going on an airplane flying across the pond from you know Atlantic Canada to Denmark it was so surreal and I was very honored and very blessed to have great people who took me essentially by the hand and show me their little part of where they grew up their country that they live in the things that they love to see and do it was so eye-opening that I wanted more. And that's when I started to really crave traveling and traveling to these new countries. Uh, And it was really because of 
not so much dating apps, but just different apps in general. Uh, I met some of my really close friends from this one app. I think it was called Quiz Up. And it was this game where you pick the topic and it would randomly generate someone who you would play against. And it would show you logos or something or ask you questions. And you had to answer them quicker than the other person. And there's like five rounds. Whoever gets the most points wins. So I met some of my really close friends, including my friend from Finland, Hilla, which that started a bigger, broad idea of let's go travel around Europe. The Nordic countries at this point I researched, they're amazing, beautiful, let's go. Then I thought, well, I'd love to go see Portugal. Uh, that one was kind of a spur of the moment. I did know a few people there, but never really had time or were able to meet up with them. But going to the Ukraine was just, at first, I really didn't know how I felt about it. It wasn't like Sweden or Denmark or Finland or Germany, Austria. It was different. And at first, I didn't know how to react. But now I have such a huge appreciation for visiting Kiev in Ukraine. It was something that I want to go back now that I'm more experienced as a traveler to go to countries that maybe people from North America might not think about visiting right offhand, like Slovenia, Serbia, Romania, uh, Croatia, these countries they may not have heard of, or maybe they have from like a TV show. But I wanted to see some of these countries that maybe aren't so mainstream. And I found them to be some of the most beautiful countries I've been to which kind of leads me to the now. I've done research on countries, countries that maybe that maybe before I never thought of myself going to, but maybe in the future, sure. I never thought of myself thinking about going to Asia until I started meeting some people from Asia. And they really told me about their experiences. Uh, people that at one point at my workplace, I was working night shifts because of COVID. Uh, so it was less exposure for me to the public. So I'd be working almost like a back shift. And the other people working back shift at the store were from the Philippines. So they told me about their stories from back home. They would bring in food that, They've prepared at home uh, some traditional recipes. They showed me pictures, and it was just so uh, outstanding. Honestly, I've heard of people going to places like the Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, saying that they're a cheaper vacation but beautiful, and they're not kidding. There's some really amazing places over there with some really rich history. I would love to go see Japan. Now I have a really close friend, uh, Rina is her name. And I'd love to go see Japan because not only to meet her, but also travel around Japan. I've, I've always had this concept that Japan was just this country that was 
so many big cities and always busy, but that's only a part of it. There's so many mountains, there's so many beautiful areas nature-wise in Japan that it's kind of opened my eyes and thought, you know what, I'd love to go there. Then also with that, baseball is a huge sport in Japan as well, so I'd love to go to a few baseball games. When it comes to even places besides Asia and Europe, I've always had some sort of thoughts about Australia and New Zealand. People say that New Zealand is like the sister sister place of Nova Scotia. I don't know. It's because we both look similar, except New Zealand is obviously bigger than Nova Scotia. But the landscape is so just remarkable. And I'd love to go there, maybe even live there. It would be quite the experience. I've heard of people doing the au pair in Australia. One of my former teammates for mixed baseball or mixed softball, they went to Perth for a year and they said it was an amazing experience. So to be able to go there, it would just be, I think Australia, New Zealand, it would be near the top of the list of places I'd like to go. Now, I can't go without mentioning South America because I've met a lot of amazing people from there online. They've just been begging me to come visit. Now, there's a few people in particular that, if you're listening, you know who you are, but they've just been telling me, come to South America, come here, come visit. Why are you always going to Europe? And for me, that would be another huge step. And just think of it like this. Okay, I'm a pasty white kid with brownish, reddish hair. I could fit in like a shadow in Europe. Like I can blend into the crowd. But this pasty white kid goes to South America. I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. And that's how I was thinking of it before. Like, I don't know if I want to be in that situation yet or not. But now I've really grown up and thought, you know what? Screw it. Everyone does it. Other people do it. People come from there to North America. People come from Africa to Europe. People go from Asia to Australia, New Zealand. Like, There's no need to be scared. In fact, in some cultures, they're so welcoming of outsiders. And that's what I really want to experience now, is to go to a place like Brazil, Argentina, Chile, Peru, Colombia, or even places like Mexico, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and just really experience the culture there. And of course, speaking of Africa, I have a friend from Tanzania where I would love to go see. The pictures are beautiful from there. It's, again, such a different, unique sort of culture there compared to anything I've ever witnessed. I have a friend from Egypt, which, of course, huge history nerd. So to go see the pyramids would be 
top notch. It's just there's so many other places that I can name. Uh, I have a friend from Uzbekistan. I, there's not many people that I know that say, hey, I have a friend from Uzbekistan. But it would be so cool to go see this country because not many people go to it. Maybe it's more difficult to actually go see. But from videos and pictures that my friend sends me, it's like, holy crap, why aren't more people going to see this? It's outstanding. So when you really think about it, I've come a long way. (laughs) I've come a long way from a shy guy who never really left his village to now being across Europe, different parts of Canada, learning along the way, of course. That what now brings us to the future. What does the future have in store? I did mention I wanted to go to places like South America, Oceania, Asia, Africa. That would be great. But I want to live somewhere different. I want to live in a different country so I can get the full experience. It's nice to go on holidays where everything's peachy keen, but you don't have to worry about things. You don't have to worry about paying rent or paying for your car, things like that. You just go on vacation for the sake of not working. So to go from that to living in this culture, dealing with the people in this culture, and seeing what you can make of it, that that would be huge. So that's really my next step. Along with that, I'm now obsessed with World Hockey Championship and international sporting events. I was hoping last year to go to Switzerland. That got canceled. This year it's unlikely because of COVID. Next year, though, the championship is in Helsinki, Finland, and Tampere. So I would love to go to that tournament. And in the future, like making it a yearly tradition. I have friends that are interested in doing this too. I mentioned this before uh, with my buddy Marcel from Slovakia, uh, my friends in Russia, Sergei, Alexandra. Like, we all want to meet up and make this happen. Uh, my friend Clara from Czech Republic. I, it would be so cool to have a group of people that make it a yearly tradition to meet up in whatever country this tournament is being hosted in. It doesn't even have to be hockey. It can be basketball or it can be, uh, well, baseball is not really as common in Europe, but that could also draw me away to a different place. I feel like with my passion of sports growing up and my passion for traveling now in the future, both are going to combine to make some really amazing experiences. But with that, Unfortunately, we're all at a time, but I want to thank you so much for listening. This episode was kind of a surprise. I never really thought of the idea until, like I said, I was watching hockey. So I guess sometimes the best ideas are the ones that come when you least expect it. So that will be your little timbit of information and guidance for tonight. 
But anyways, this is Thomas signing off. Please stay safe, remember to wash your hands, and have an amazing day.